You need to be born again. People ask me sometimes, do I need to be saved to join the light of the world? I say, no, you don't need to be saved to join our church. You need to be saved to go to heaven, and this ain't heaven. You can come up in here. We want sinners to be here so you can get saved. But just sitting up in here doesn't save you. Just coming every Sunday, giving your tithes and offering your time and your talent doesn't save you. You need to be born again because we're here to load up, to take a trip. And the only one who's going to be able to get on that train are the ones who have been, what, born again. It was Jesus Christ who spoke to a religious man and told him, you need to be born again. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. This is Jerry G. Martin. Join us as we share the message of salvation. Jesus came to save you from all of your sins. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. People ask me sometimes, do I need to be saved to join the light of the world? And I, I say, no, you don't need to be, be saved to join our church. You need to be saved to go to heaven, and this ain't heaven. You'll figure this out by now. This church ain't heaven. You can come up in here. We want sinners to be here so you can get saved. But just sitting up in here doesn't save you. Just coming every Sunday, giving your tithes and offering your time and your talent doesn't save you. You need to be born again because we're here to load up, to take a trip. And the only one who's going to be able to get on that train are the ones who have been, what, born again. So what is that rebirth? It is a new birth. It is the regeneration. It is the act of God whereby he imparts eternal life to those who are dead in sin and living a life that is separated from his rule and from his authority. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says this about all of us before we were saved. As for you, you were dead in your transgression and your sins and in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who now is at work in those who are disobedient. See, there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and there's the kingdom of darkness. When you were born naturally, you were born into the kingdom of darkness. You were born into the kingdom of this world. And that's why Jesus said, you've already been born once. You need to be born again into the kingdom of God. You need to be born into the kingdom of God. Nobody can say, hey, buddy, come on over and you just end. Just tell them you know me. You don't get in that way. That's some places you, on this world you can get in because you know somebody. I got a membership and you, I, I can have a guest, but uh, you don't have any guest that can get to heaven. You got to be in a family. Amen. There's nobody going to get to heaven by mistake. The Lord's not going to come up to anybody and ask them this question. No, no, what are you doing here? Everybody that's going is going to go on purpose. And he says, if you want to see the kingdom of God, Nicodemus, you're going to have to be born again. I don't know what you're doing, but you don't, you're not going to see the kingdom of God doing what you're doing. So what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God refers specifically to the kingdom of salvation, the spiritual realm where those who have been born again by the divine power through faith now lives under the rulership of God. God is now the king. In the realm with which I live, that's why it's called a kingdom. 
It is kingdom mean where the king dominates. You don't just say kingdom by itself. Which kingdom? The kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. Where the king dominates, that's where there is a kingdom. And if you're in the kingdom of God, God dominates your life. If you're in the kingdom of God, God is the ruler and he dominates your life. It's the kingdom domain. These folks knew what kingdoms were. We don't know what kingdoms are like here in our country because we have a democracy and presidents and all that. We just cuss out the president, just talk about him. But when you live in a place where there's a king, you don't do that. Somebody said to the king, you know, somebody's talking against you, cut his head off. I'm the king. Whatever the king says, that's what happened. No, nobody votes on it. That's what a kingdom is. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans, whoever you yield yourself to, that's whose servant you are. We are servants of the king. We're servants of whichever kingdom we're living in. When you're unsaved, you're a servant of the devil. You say, well, now I'm not a servant of the devil. Yes, you are. You do whatever he tells you. He tells you if somebody slap you, do what? Some of y'all know already. <laughs> somebody had to tell you that. That's just a natural response in the kingdom of darkness. Somebody slap you, you slap them back. Somebody take your stuff, you go take their stuff. The kingdom of darkness said, what kind of world it is? It's a dog what? Dog eat, dog eat dog world. That's the kingdom of darkness. Y'all know that. You just naturally learn that because that's the kingdom you grew up in. You grew up with a nature in that world, a nature that causes you to lie and steal and cheat. How many of you had lying lessons when you were little? Nobody had lying lessons. You just knew how to do that because that was the nature that was in you. You don't have to teach a dog how to bark, a cat how to meow, or a child how to lie. Whatever the nature is in you, that's what you naturally and normally do. Not teach anybody how to steal. Might have to teach them how to steal better. But you don't have to teach them the concept of taking something that's not theirs. A little child will see something that they want and they'll go over and they'll just take it. Why? Because it's the nature that we were born in. And that's why the Lord says if you want to see the kingdom of God and operate under new dominion, you're going to have to be born again. So we had this man in the church who was a religious person. That the first thing the Lord says when he came to him to give Jesus a compliment, Jesus said, you need to be saved. Jesus said to him, you know what the difference is between you and me? Do you want to operate with the power and the results that I have in my life? Jesus makes this observation. You're in a church family, but you're not in the family of God. You're in a church family. You go to church, Nicodemus, but you're not in God's family. How many people today, day after day, week after week, they go to church? It becomes their habit. It becomes a ritual. It becomes something that they do but they've not been born again. That's the point of this message. If you're here today and you just come out of habit, you just come out of goodness, you're a good person. Jesus didn't say Nicodemus was a bad person. You could be a good person. A lot of good people are going to hell. They're good in their own mind, but they're not good in God's sight because you just need to be righteous. I heard a statistic this week and I've been meditating on it. That statistic was that every second, three people somewhere in the world die. Every second. Just count. 
One second. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, just died. And people are dying like that every day and they are going to hell. Jesus said, wide is the road to destruction. People are just going. There's no time to just go through the motion and thinking that you're just going to make it when your time might just be next. The things you observe, Jesus told Nicodemus, are the results of Jesus' functioning in the kingdom of God and using kingdom principles. What Jesus said to Nicodemus blew his mind. All of his life, he had diligently observed the law. He observed the rituals of Judaism. He, like many of us, or deacons and urchers and choir members, elders and preachers and even pastors, and now Jesus was telling him that he needed to start all over. Start over, be born again. <laughs> that kicked the conversation to another level. Nicodemus said in verse 4, how can a man be born when he's old? Surely he can't enter into his mother's womb a second time to be born. Break it down, break it down, make it plain. What are you talking about? I'm not sure I follow you. This is what Nicodemus is thinking. What are you talking about? I don't follow you. How can I be born again? I can't re-enter my mother and be born again, can I? I think he was being a little sarcastic, but he was trying to make his point. What do you mean? Jesus answered in verse 5, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. No one. How many? No one can enter the kingdom of God. Now, you can argue in your own mind, why would a loving God send anybody to hell? That's what folks want to tell you. Why would a loving God send anybody to hell? And everybody now seems like they're claiming God and Jesus. You just notice, folks are cussed and act all kind of ways, and then they come on television and say, Jesus is my Lord. He loves, he does love, and he's not going to send anybody to hell. You were already going. What he does is prevent people from going, and the rest of them just keep going the direction they were headed. Amen. You were on your way to hell as soon as you were born. And he sent his son to rescue those who would listen to him. So he's not sending you. you that's the way you're headed, for destruction. So don't get mad at him. That's one argument you're going to lose. I didn't do nothing. He said, you sure didn't. You didn't get born again. You didn't do nothing. You don't go to hell for what you've done. You go to hell for what you don't do. You don't get born again. <laughs> Jesus said, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of the water and spirit. Your joining church doesn't save you. Your reading the Bible doesn't save you. Your listening to gospel music doesn't save you. Having a fish on the back of your car don't save you. And wearing a cross around your neck doesn't save you. You can do all of that and not be born again. There are different views on this passage in verse 5, unless he's born of water and the Spirit. There are those who said that, that water is baptism. There are others who said that that is a physical birth, unless you're born physically and by the Spirit. That 
the, the water that babies come through when the breaking of the water. Some say that that's what that means. You have to be born physically and spiritually. Problem with this being baptism is that it would say that you have to be baptized before you're saved. But since Jesus expected Nicodemus to understand something that he was saying, and sometimes we, we make it too complicated because whenever the scriptures are being written to the person that's being written to, it was plain to the person who was receiving it what he was saying. He didn't have to try to interpret. Now, what does he mean by water? Does he mean like a baptism or does he mean this? They weren't baptizing the believers at this time. So it couldn't be baptism. I'm not sure Nicodemus would think about the water being broke on a woman. But Jesus expected him to, to understand what he says, water and spirit, and Nicodemus understood. Water and spirit often referred symbolically in the Old Testament to spiritual renewal and cleansing. God spoke to Ezekiel about being cleansed with water in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24. For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. And I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from all of your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and will move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Even the Jews had ceremonial washings and cleansings to indicate a spiritual cleansing. It was only ceremonial. And God is saying, yes, you need to have that spiritual cleansing with the symbolic cleansing of the water. But you also need to be cleansed and born of the spirit. You need to be cleansed and born of the spirit. And against this Old Testament backdrop, Jesus made it plain that without the spiritual washing of the soul, a cleansing accomplished only by the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, no one can enter the kingdom of God. You need to be born again. Amen. You can't be born of yourself. Just like you wasn't born of yourself physically, you can't be born of yourself. It is a cleansing, washing, and regeneration by the Holy Spirit that saves us. Jesus continued by further emphasizing that the spiritual cleansing is totally the work of God and not due to anything that we're able to do on our own. We can't cleanse ourselves. That's why the Lord invites us just to come to him. Come to him, all who are laboring and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. That's why he invites us to come, and all we got to do is come and repent, and he'll do the rest. Jesus went on in verse 6 to say, it's flesh give birth to flesh, but the spirit give birth to spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying, you must be born again. You shouldn't be surprised, Nicodemus, that you must be born again. You're a spiritual man. You're a religious man. You've been to church. You ought not be surprised by this. The wind blows wherever it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit blows like a wind, and he saves any and everyone who comes to him. He's no respecter of person. You haven't done anything so bad that the Lord can't save you and cause you to be born again. The Holy Spirit blows like the wind, and when the wind is blowing, it's your time to receive him. There's going to be a time when you're not going to be able to receive because the wind is not going to blow for you. Nicodemus was a religious man, but unlike the others that he was associating with, he had a curiosity 
that moved him, and he was unsatisfied with where he was, so he made his way to Jesus. The Bible says he came at night. There are people who preach about him coming at night. He didn't want to be seen by others, some say, but I don't know. The Bible doesn't say why he came at night. Maybe he was off work. Maybe Jesus was available only at that time. I'm not going to say he was sneaking, but whatever it takes to come to Jesus, then that's when you need to come. In other words, he wasn't so proud that he was a church man that he couldn't come to Jesus and say, Rabbi, teacher. He elevated him above himself. You're the rabbi. You're the teacher. Teach me. We know that you are a man sent from God. I want to hear from you. You may have been in church all of your life and you may have thought you were right and religious, but you know that you've not been born again. How do you know this? Because your king is not God. You are still marching to the orders of the devil in your life. In other words, you are not obedient to the things of God. God does not dominate your life. You still got an old way of thinking. You still got an old way of acting, an old way of doing, and you just come to church on Sunday morning and punch your card and say, I'm a Christian. Jesus would say to you, You must be born again. One of the most difficult groups of people to reach for the cause of Christ are those who are in the house of the Lord. Church folks are the most difficult folks to reach because they are in the house. They think that they're going to go to the house. We can sing our religious songs and and do our religious practices. And we think that we're going to make it in. And then even in our funerals, we just go on and put them into heaven. Oh, they're in a better place. You know, I started to say, well, we know that they're not here with us. They're no longer here. That's about all I can say. I can't say they're in a better place. They may not be. There's only two who knows, them and God. Well, saints, we know that they are no longer here. (laughs) They're not suffering anymore. They might be suffering more. Well, they've been a faithful member. I can say they've been a faithful member. They've been a blessing to the church, and they're no longer here. (laughs) I can't follow you home. I don't plan to follow you home to see how you're living. I'm not the spirometer that needs to measure whether you're going to get in or not. In your day of judgment, you stand before the Lord and the righteous judge who knows and can't be fooled will either say, come on in, or what you think you're doing here? There will be a day and a time, but people can come to church and feel comfortable that they are where they ought to be. The good thing about Nicodemus is that he wasn't satisfied with where he was. He said, I got to go see Jesus. There's somebody in here today who, like him, need to say, you know what? I need to see Jesus. I need to be washed in the water and washed in the spirit and be born again. I've been coming to church. I've been reading my Bible, but I know that things aren't right. I need to be born again. Church folks feel like they already have everything they need to get into heaven. But many have not been born again. Are you like Nicodemus, doing what you think is right, but you're still wrong? You're still wrong if you think you're going to enter the kingdom of God and you haven't been born again. Are you still attending, still serving, still praying, but not have been reborn? Today is your day to say, Lord, I need to be 
born again. I'm not going to go through the motion. I'm not going to take a chance. What you don't want to do is go running up to Jesus saying, Lord, you are the man. I'm so glad to see you. And he said, you know what? You should have got saved. You need to be born again. Don't take that chance. If you are not saved, if you don't know him, if you've never made that commitment to him, maybe you have, maybe you thought you were uh, born again. Now listen, either you're born again or you're not. You can get close and you can think, well, God, I feel better now. I, I'm in the church now. I feel better. I know I needed to be in church. That's different from being born again because when you're born again, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And you got a new start. Born again means it's brand new. I got a new start. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't get, I didn't get a makeover. See, some people have a makeover. You know what a makeover is? You ever seen those shows where they had a makeover? You see the before picture? They, they put more, more makeup on them and they might have even done some cosmetic surgery. They did the, redid the hair and all of that stuff. But underneath it is still the same person. That's a makeover. God ain't talking about a makeover. Because you've got people who came and got a spiritual makeover. And now they look different, but on the inside, they're still the same. He said, no, we ain't talking about a makeover. Because God looks beyond the makeover to the heart and say, you know what? That's the same old heart doing the same old thing. You just look better on the outside. No, you need to be what? Born again. If you haven't been born again, today is your day. Don't you fool yourself. I'm not the righteous judge. I can't tell whether you've been born again, but the Lord knows. And this message today is for you. Like Nicodemus sitting at the feet of Jesus saying, Lord, I want to find out more about you, Jesus. I want to find out more about you. You need to be saved. The Bible tells us at the foot of the cross was Nicodemus helping to prepare the body of Jesus. He says, you know what? I'm a religious man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a ruler, a Pharisee. But I want to serve God. I want to serve the Lord. He says, I'm not ashamed. None of the other Pharisees are looking at me. They, they said, what you doing over there with Jesus? He said, you know what? He got to me when he said I need to be born again. No matter what education I have, no matter what status in life I have, no matter what my position is, no matter what it is I've accomplished, he broke it down and said, you know what? You need to be born again. And the scriptures tell us that he wasn't ashamed to be seen with Jesus at his death I want you to bow your heads with me because I don't want you to leave this place today whoever you are I don't care how long you've been serving I don't care what testimony you've already had if you're like Nicodemus and you know the word is convicting you in your heart that you need to be a new creature from within here's your day it was Jesus Christ who said what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. You can have everything you want, but if you do not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will not spend eternity in heaven with him. You will spend eternity in hell. He did not come to scare us. He came to save us. This message today has been a message of hope and a message of salvation. I don't know what's going on in your life, but if you feel hopeless and helpless and you feel like there's no meaning in your life, Jesus Christ came to give you life and give you a more abundant life. But it requires you to connect with him by inviting him into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. This is Jerry G. Martin. I invite you to know Jesus Christ. 
If you would like some help getting to know him, call us and we'll pray with you and we'll share with you how you can come to know Jesus Christ. Call us at our prayer line number of 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. I invite you to come and be our guest. We're meeting in person at the light of the world. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston or Atascacita, Humble, Kingwood, Summerwood, or anywhere in the north or northeast, you're in our neighborhood. Sundays at 10 a.m. You can join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.